Hey guys, this is Brother Rob broadcasting once again from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So this is a bit of a different um, thing for me using uh, a podcast again, but I'm kind of excited and, you know, a sister in the Lord uh, encouraged me to try it. So here I am trying it out again. So, yeah, I want to talk about using wisdom and discernment online. I've been trying to set up a platform and I think this may be a good way to do it because there's no interruptions and so forth. So anyways, using wisdom and discernment online, I'm going to read... Ephesians 1.17. Ephesians 1.17 says, I pray, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. Oh man, spirit of wisdom and revelation. Such a beautiful thing, guys. Now listen, I've kind of developed this test with um, over the course of time with a dialogue for, with a brother online on Twitter here. And I just kind of want to share this test, if you will. It's um, a way to exercise wisdom and discernment online. Now, I'm going to go through a few things. I'm going to go through it one by one. The first is when we used wisdom and discernment online, like, you know, this is specifically for Christians, but, you know, if you're a non-believer, you're more than welcome to listen to it as well. But I'm specifically addressing the body of Christ. You know, when we, and there's many things that, the enemy will try to trip us up with when it comes to um, things of an, uh, that are online. So we have to be aware, you know, as Peter says, to be alert and sober-minded, right? So wearing the armor of God and being, you know, um, careful and attentive to the things that are going on online, because there is a there is a huge amount of spiritual warfare going on online here, guys. So that said, I'm going to address this test that I have, um, yeah, like I said, gone over over time developed with uh, the brother in the Lord. And so, like I said, I've got a decent, you know, uh, number of people following. And again, this is not a, a, a numbers thing, but it has to, it, it will go to, I guess, yeah, discernment. So, you know, like many people, discernment is an ongoing process. It, it requires wisdom and it, you know, it's the wisdom from the Lord that we have to use. So, first and foremost, I'm three things. I'm, first and foremost, I'm a Christian. Secondly, I'm a married man. And lastly, I have an obligation and a responsibility to the body of Christ in those regards. In like, you know, to be a faithful witness as a Christian, as a small s son of the living God, and also as a married man. And I'm, I'm very intentional about being faithful in all of my callings as a as a child of the living God, as a married man, and as uh, someone called to be an example to the body of Christ. All right, so I take all those things incredibly um, serious, as should you. Now, so as a Christian and, and as a married man, um, you know, the temptations are dime a dozen, right? So, you know, and my wife works days, I work nights, so... There's a lot of time I spend online on Twitter and, you know, there's the temptations are there too, man. You know that, I know that. So, got to be aware, vigilant. You know, got my armor on and I'm, I'm very aware of the things that the enemy is trying to trip me up with. And I'm sure many of you are as well. Um, with the enemy, the things that the enemy is trying to trip you up with. Because the enemy knows our past and he'll always use it 
an attempt to cause us to stumble. And I'll make this very clear too. The enemy can't make you stumble. He can only tempt you and influence you. But it's our flesh that if we let it, it's the thing that leads us astray. And if we, if and when we sin, it's it's the it's the flesh that you know that we're feeding that is is the thing that we give into when we in, if and when we do sin. So just address this in, in terms of carnal carnality, right? So there is I have a lot a lot of I don't it could be it could be women it could be tro uh, bots it could be a combination of the aforementioned. But the point is I get a decent number of accounts with. Um, women seeking a relationship or you know some women seeking a relationship possibly scantily clad even even women who are claiming to be christian with like i've mentioned earlier and uh a feed where you know a brother and the and the lord meant um posted on timeline that a uh woman who's his bio i i looked at it later on who's claimed to be, oh yeah, I'm all about Jesus, but her timeline is, does nothing but exalt the flesh. Now, if you're a Christian, you know exactly what I mean. Like, you know, exalting the flesh exalts the flesh. Shows a lot of flesh. So anyways, I just preemptively blocked her. I don't need that stuff. You know, you know the eye gate, right? Yeah, man, be aware of, of the things that pass through our eyes, through our ears, things that come out of our mouth, things that we do. Take your thoughts captive to Christ, right? 2 Corinthians 10.5 Casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thought that sets itself up against knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. And again, should, you should um, cross-reference 2 Corinthians 10.5 with the list that Paul contrasts those who are, um, you know, the acts of the flesh with the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.19-22. So yeah, use online discernment. You know, what it comes to um, women of a carnal, worldly nature, I just, I, I, it's been a stumbling block in my past, so I block it. That's the wisdom that I need to use. And you know what? I really pray that the Lord sends them to people that will minister to them, but I know from myself, I have to block them. And if you're in a position that you can minister to them, God bless you, because they need ministering too. And I know that God loves them, and I love them too. And But I know that this is where I stand. I have to make a stand. And your stand may be different than mine, and your past uh, probably will be different than mine as well. But we all know our weaknesses, and we have to be aware and vigilant. And, um, yeah, stand where you need to stand and be wise, man. Wisdom is so important. Discernment is so important. Revelation is so important. And that's why Paul says in Ephesians 1.17 again, Pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. you got to know him better. But think about the progress of that verse, right? Paul is saying, pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. See, it's the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and revelation. It gives us the discernment to actively know what's going on in spirit realm online, offline as well. But I'm specifically addressing this as an online thing, right? So again, when it comes to the carnal stuff, don't flirt with it, man. Do not give into it. Do not entertain it. Do not, ah, uh, yeah, don't entertain it. 
it, it, I just, you know, these features like uh, mute, enter, block, I use them on a daily. And if you're on Twitter and you've got a decent following, you probably should be too. <laughs> I'm serious about that. Now, of course, not every uh, account is going to be carnal. And that's definitely true as well. So, and there's also, you know, uh, I g give it a, how do you say, a process, right? So, and there's also things that, you know, I go by in terms of like, okay, you know, the pictures, fine, it's modest, the account is, looks decent. So, you know, okay, I'll follow back. So, and then if it's like, if it's, you know, seems to be Christian, and you know timeline's good, the bio is good, the picture's decent, and then you start noticing, okay, everything looks seems good, but then over time you notice that there's something off about how the person's threads are coming across, how the dialogue is going, and then and then you the Holy Spirit is giving you um, wisdom and discernment about what's going on, right? Because I, there's people that I followed and and that ended up blocking afterwards because the Holy Spirit gives me the discernment to realize that this person is not what they're claiming to be. This person is not, you know, um, exactly what I just said. This per the person is not what they're claiming to be. And I block. Or, yeah, a lot of times I'll mute too. I mean, and it's not, it's not a personal thing, but we have to be aware, right? Because like, you know, I spent a lot, of, I spent a decent amount of time curating my account and uh, timeline as well and there's a lot of things that used to come across my timeline that don't anymore and I've because I've taken the time and effort um, to discern what I want to see coming across my timeline discern what I know the Spirit of God um, wants to wants me to see coming across my timeline and, and of course there's things that would come across our timeline that we can't preemptively um, do something about until we see or deal with it and you know that's fine too and it, it is what it is in terms of that but we have to be aware man because like you know as, as the word says in Hebrews 4 12 the word of God is active and alive sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates through dividing joints and marrow judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and I, and I think about that verse a lot in terms of to, to using discernment, right? Because the word of God judges the very thoughts and attitudes of our heart, man. That's deep. Deep, deep, deep. We have to be aware that he's judging our thoughts and attitudes. And it's not for the sake of you know, being judgmental or critical. But the Lord wants us to take our thoughts seriously. You know, like, you know, back to 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Take your thoughts captive to Christ. Or Romans 12, Two, two, right? Do, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may know what God's will is—His good, perfect, and pleasing will. And I want to—I want God to be pleased in how I operate online. I want God to be pleased in the things that I look at. And the same thing goes to my wife. You know, my wife doesn't have doesn't have to be concerned about anything that I do online, anything that I look at online, because there's nothing online in my search history or what have you that she has to be concerned about, because I spend my time taking my thoughts captive to Christ and I'm intimately captivated by Christ, and that's where everything has to go. I'm captivated by Christ, and the more I become captivated by Christ, 
the more it, the more easy it is to become to take my thoughts captive to him. All right, that's where everything starts and, and ends, so to speak, to be captivated by the Lord Jesus Christ. But as Paul says also in Galatians five, twenty four, to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. And this is a daily thing because the flesh will want to rear its head on a daily basis, and we got to take that thing out to the take it out to the curb, so to speak. Um, because we don't want to let it have an effect on what's going on in our home life. Because what manifests in the spiritual will also manifest in the, in the natural. So we've got to be careful about what's going on in, in the spiritual because they, um, they, they affect each other. What happens in the natural, when, like in the game, like they, they, uh, they affect each other. So be aware of what's going on in your own life, man. Because like I've said before, the battle for your soul is waged in the spirit of your mind, which is why spiritual warfare, man, is so important. You know, go back to Ephesians 6 and read about, um, what Paul talks about putting on the armor of God. And, you know, like my mom says, don't ever take that armor off. Because the instruction is to put it on. There's no, he never tells us to take the armor off. Because we're in the battle 24-7, whether we like it or not. Be vigilant. Be sober-minded. Be aware of what's going on online. There's a lot of things good that are going on online don't get me wrong and this is not to scare anybody away because there's so many thing good things that are happening online but we have to be aware of that there's a lot of evil spirits going on around online there's a lot of you know people that want to use semantics people that want to cause dissension and factions and so forth and divisiveness and those things are all of the enemy or just finger pointing accusation I mean, man, there's a big difference between having a healthy disagreement with someone and, and, and outright being condescending. And we all know the difference. And here's another thing when it comes to online engagement. When you're having a dialogue with somebody, you, you're engaging, things are going well, and all of a sudden things start to go south and take a turn for the worse. Guess what? You don't have to continue that conversation. You can cease to continue the conversation. You can mute that person or if you want or take a step back. If you're feeling triggered online, man, take a step back. Pull yourself away from your keyboard or device and just get up and maybe have a drink or go for, I mean, when I say have a drink, have a drink of water. Okay, not saying a drink drink. Um, or go for a walk or, you know, meditate on scripture, or, you know, um, have a conversation with somebody but the point is if you're feeling triggered get off your device or keyboard because the thing that's going to get causing you to feel triggered is only going to uh, be a stumbling block for you if you if you don't get offline we all have our triggers and we all know what they are use wisdom and discernment and man do not feel like you have to have the last word because the, the notion to think that you have to have the last word is a prideful notion, and it just takes you down a path, if you so let it, that you do not want to end up going down. I promise you that. And yeah, so the Lord gives us a spirit of, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, a wisdom and revelation. And we have to take that so seriously. Because God is intentional, man. He's intimate, and he's all wise and he wants to move and manifest in and through us and he wants us to use wisdom in all areas of life both online and offline obviously and as i said this is about online discernment and, and wisdom so and we need to practice these things man so yeah so again 
going back to the first one. When it comes to people that are have carnal uh, accounts that want to engage carnally, don't flirt with it, don't mess with it, don't engage with it, mute and or block it and move on. I promise you, you won't regret it ever. So I'm in a relationship, a married man. If someone has looking for a relationship and they add me, I will block it because I know it's it's not, it's just not wise. Don't want to go down there. So you have to use the discernment that God gives you, and I have to use the discernment and wisdom that God gives me, and we have to exercise these things daily. And of course, as I said, so there's other accounts that will seem first that fine, but you know there's nothing off in their bio or their picture or their timeline that alerts us to something being off. But perhaps over time, through the dialogue to have with others and or with us, that you sense, and the Holy Spirit will give us this nudge that something is off, then you have to take, we have to take action against that too. Not necessarily saying that we have to mute and or block them right at the hop, but pay attention to how people are engaging online, right? Because our speech patterns, even if in, even in terms of um, how we interact online, are gauged by which kingdom we're aligning ourselves with. I mean, if you look about, actually, I'm going to go to this for a second in Romans chapter eight. I'm going to, where Paul contrasts the um, those who are governed by the flesh as opposed to those who are governed by the spirit. This is. Okay, this is Romans 8, starting at verse 1. Life through the Spirit. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but live according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God, does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation that is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live according to the Spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. 
Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you would live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed you share with in his suffering, in order that we share also in his glory. Wow, man. So you can see Paul has this setup of, through the first 17 verses of um, Romans 8, where he, he brilliantly contrasts and simply contrasts to the acts of those who live in accord, who are governed by the flesh to those who are governed by the Holy Spirit. So it's important that we understand this because here, here's the thing. If we are governed, there's government, right? So another, another way to put that is those who are governed by the flesh are under the government of the prince of power of the air, who is Satan, which Paul talks about in Ephesians 2, verse 2, where it says those who are, who, who are, those who walk according to the course of this world, the prince of power of the air, who is Satan, the, the spirit does now work in the sons of disobedience. So there's a pattern there where it talks about that. That's... That's the government of those who are living under the, in the realm of the flesh, who are governed according to the flesh, are under. You're under the government of Satan. That's the mind that's governed by the flesh is death. That's the mind that's governed by the government of the spirit of the kingdom of darkness, Satan's kingdom. And those who are led by the spirit are under the government of the kingdom of God in Christ. See, in order to be governed, there is government important that we realize that the majority of the people in this world are governed by the flesh are under the government of the kingdom of darkness satan's kingdom but alas there is hope because jesus christ and his government the king under the, the kingdom of god is far more powerful see this isn't a numbers game this is not a numbers game man this is about living according to the spirit of god because God has imputed righteousness in us through Christ, through Christ's atonement on the cross. And that's a beautiful thing. It gives us the power to walk in, to walk according to his spirit. See, we walk according to his spirit, walk, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. There's a responsibility and a call on our part. And part of this calling is, is certain, certainly includes wisdom and discernment. And, and of course, you know, in all areas of life and Again, I'm addressing wisdom and sermons online to realize that those of us who are led by the Spirit have an obligation online to exercise wisdom and discernment. And obviously, on, uh, every, in every aspect online, but I'm addressing specifically this platform called Twitter, which has millions of people. And there's a lot of people, myself included, who have a decent amount of people following us. And we, we have an obligation, a responsibility to show people online what it looks like to follow Christ. All right? Now, we have, we have our weaknesses. We have our stumblings. We're, none of us are perfect. Those who are in Christ and living the overcoming lifestyle are not perfect. We're not sinless, but we sin less. And by the way, the identity of those who are in Christ is not sinner. It's saint who sometimes sin. I'm not saying we don't sin. 
I'm saying we're a the identity is saint, son or daughter of the living God. Our identity is not sinner. The identity of a sinner is someone who's outside the will of God, someone who's not in Christ, someone who's not Christian. Okay? But those who are in Christ are saints who sometimes sin. We're a son or daughter of the living God. And that's the identity. You have to see yourself as a Christian, not as a sinner, by identity, but by identity as a son or daughter of the living God. Because your discernment will be off base if you see your identity as something other than it is. And that's important to realize too. You have to realize through wisdom and discernment that your identity has changed when you have been, one, you realize that you've been bought with a price. The identity changes, but so does the, there's also a change in the change of the guard, so to speak, which, which means, you know, pre-Christian life, you were walking, as Paul says, according to myself as well, according to the course of this world, the prince of power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And then he brings us out of that, the king of darkness, and in, into his glorious light. All right. And then once the change of the guard has happened, where Christ is, God in Christ brings us from the kingdom of darkness into his glorious kingdom, the kingdom of light, change of the guard. So now we're no longer walking according to the course of this world, Prince of the, the Ear. Now we're walking, being led by the Spirit according to the kingdom of God. And Jesus Christ is now the captain of the ship. And he's giving us orders. And he's calling us to live out um, a life of responsibility and doing this so in wisdom and discernment. And it's vitally important that we take this seriously, guys. Because it is serious. And part of exercising love in, uh, the love of God in Christ is to exercise wisdom and discernment. Because it follows all areas of life. And it needs to be exercised and practiced in all areas of life. It's part of the mantle of responsibility for being a child of, of the living God. To be a son or, and or daughter of the living God is to exercise wisdom and discernment. And it's a beautiful thing when we use the Lord's wisdom and discernment, to exercise it, to show people what this part of love uh, of the Father looks like. Okay, if you do not exercise wisdom and discernment, your life is chaotic, messy, and out of whack. There's, there's just no way around it. You cannot, you can't be, you can't have an absence of wisdom and discernment in your life and live the way God intends you to. Okay, this is, and you have to understand this. Now, I'm sure if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you've been walking according to the ways of the Lord, according to being led by the Spirit, you know this, that, that walking in wisdom and discernment is, is a huge part of God's calling on your life, God's desire for your life, and God's intention for your life. And of course, it's, it's God's empowering us through the power of his Holy Spirit that enables us to do it, we have to cooperate with him and take responsibility for, and, and, and own the mantle of, of responsibility when it comes to walking um, our, 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 our life in Christ, to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The sanctification process requires responsibility to remain in Jesus, as he calls us to in John 15, 4. To remain in him requires intentionality and effort and responsibility and work on the part of the believer. 
All right, that's it for now. I love you all. Peace out, Brother Rob.